Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 897. Uh-oh. August 4th, 2022, 102 degrees on this day. That was in 1947, and it was 49 degrees in 1978. And do you recall a fellow who had an aquaside dilemma? He was selling property in the western oh, suburbs. yeah, yeah. And he was wondering whether to tell the new neighborhood about the duckweed problem. I do. Uh, Mr. Mayor, as the keeper of common sense, I took your suggestion and contacted the related parties regarding the duckweed problem. Little did I know that the pond was left unattended. If the pond was left unattended, it would affect the quality of the water and possibly fish in the pond. Aquaside to the rescue. Thank you, Aquaside. Now it's a matter of dealing with the city for part of the pond property ownership. Loyal listeners, loyal listener Francis of Roseville. So he called Aquaside. He identified the problem. He got the right products and he got rid of the duckweed. Bang, bang, boom. Because, is Roseville in the west suburbs? Well, he's he's lives in Roseville. It was property he had in the western suburbs. Uh, Chris, oh. I don't think that's too difficult to follow. Uh, Aquaside has been oh. uh, keeping beaches and <laughs> swimming areas free of weeds and algae and duckweed and crud for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products made in White Bear Lake. They're a White Bear Lake company. The products used quickly, they're easy to use, and yes, they're registered with the EPA and DNR, so the products are completely safe for you and your family. Call Aquaside like Francis did. Describe the problem. They'll make sure you get the right products, you'll get them quickly, and then your place will look great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor. May I share an Joe observation? Yeah. You know what you are the master of? And I mean this with all sincerity. You are the master of the backhanded insult. The one you just delivered to me right there, which was poetic. It was brilliant. Yeah, I said to him, when will the new opening be ready? No, no, no. Before that, uh, about the email or when I mentioned the West Metro. But oh, the yeah. other thing I like that you deliver is, you know, for instance, when I can tell part of John's newscast is irritating you, and you'll say something to the effect of, I wonder why that's in the newscast today. Yeah. <laughs> Instead or, of the sure story's is a awful. Long story. That's my favorite. That sure is a long story, isn't it, John? 
That's my favorite. <laughs> I think it shows improvement on I his part. I do too, part Kenny. I do because too. in the past when he would get irritated, he would just lash out. Now he oh. just gives you that little aside, oh, okay. and I think that's I think huh. that's an improvement. Maturing. He's getting more genteel with age. I see. Is Kenny the one that brought up the aerosol stri- straws? Yes. Well, then he's fired. Why? Well, because I'm tired of reading about these. I mean, GLers are amazing. They know everything. There's a, there's such a th- look this up. I didn't get a chance to. Brian writes. I thought I originally heard about these on GL, but search for hold it aerosol straw holder, hold it. and you'll find a way to avoid losing the straws. There's actually a holder huh. for the little red straw look you put that. in your can of sea foam. Huh? Did you see it? Yeah. What is it? It's a holder. Well, uh, <laughs> it's about a buck, two bucks. Yeah. What it, does it do? It, it it holds the straw. It holds a straw. How do it do that? <laughs> so picture picture a can of sea foam. Yep. And then you would put put the red straw in the nozzle. But it has a ring. It looks like a stick figure head. You know the stick figure. Oh, I get it. The ring goes around. The ring the goes nozzle. around the can, and then there's a piece at the end that what holds the amazing. straw. Amazing! It's amazing what people do. It's amazing. That's the last time you'll ever hear about those damn things. <laughs> you can get them on Amazon, you know. Yeah, yeah, nine bucks for fifty of them. Yeah, not bad at all. Yo, Vin Scully did not get enough attention yesterday. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. uh, he far transcends sports for the impact he's had on the nation and Los Angeles. And I got a note from uh, Steve in the belly of the beast in. Uh, uh, Minneapolis, and he said, I thought it might be appropriate. He Ooh, wants the foghorn for that. That's got to get the foghorn. Sorry, Steve. For you to share this short clip with GLers in which Vin tells the tale of a snake and a rabbit involving Madison Bumgarner. Who's pitching in the game against the Dodgers. All the while calling balls and strikes. It's a perfect demonstration of Mr. Scully's mastery of seam- seamlessly combining storytelling and play-by-play, he truly was a treasure. As for the rabbit in this story, you'll see he keeps pushing back. Loyal GL les- listener in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. I would love to hear this. You know, Bumgarner tells a story which, in a sense, reminds you of what it takes to be a big league ball player. It's two years ago in spring training. And he and his wife were roping cattle, which is what they do. One one pit, sinker low, ball two, two and one. And they were startled by a large snake. And Madison thought it was a rattlesnake, so he grabbed an axe and he hacked the snake to pieces. But there's something more to the story. Two one pits, low, ball three, three and one. When his wife Allie and an expert field dresser examined what was left of the snake, she found two baby jackrabbits inside pieces of the snake and extracted them. 3-1 pitch to Turner way inside ball four. And after she extracted them a short while later, the Bumgarners noticed that one of the rabbits had moved slightly. It was alive. Well, his wife brought the rabbit back to their apartment for the next few days. They kept it warm, bottle nursed it, and the rabbit soon was healthy enough that they released it into the wild. And Madison said, just think about how tough that rabbit was. First, it gets eaten by a snake, 
Then the snake gets chopped to pieces. Then it gets picked up by people and lives. It's all true. Meanwhile, line drive base hit to center <laughs> by Hendrick, and the Dodgers are in business, first and second, and nobody out. So I guess really the morale of the whole story about the rabbit and the snake, you've got to somehow survive. You've got to somehow battle back. A lesson well taught for all of us. How does it all, get any better than that? It would oil. It would only have been better if he said they released the snake and it was promptly eaten by released the rabbit and it was promptly eaten by another snake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the video clip that accompanies this, what makes it even better is you're seeing the scenes of baseball. You're at Dodger Stadium, and then Bob Garner walks the guy, gets the ball back, and just does a giant farmer blow right on the mound in the middle of Vin telling the story, too. He, he does that. Is Bob Garner the guy who bought his wife a cow? Bingo. That's, that's him. That's your guy. Well, what you know guy. what? He might, Who's he with now? Uh, Arizona. Is he doing well? Not really. What he's happened? All right. Not like he was with the Giants, but he's doing okay. Yeah. And you know what else Madison is famous for, don't you? I don't. Um, as the official sponsor or the official vehicle <laughs> right. of Major League Baseball, Chevrolet is proud to participate in this uh, prestigious award. Um, along with our dealers, we are also extremely honored to give back to this sport uh, by supporting baseball in cities and towns across this nation. At Chevrolet, we have... And he um, gave Bumgarner a Chevy? We have also been proud of the latest yep. and greatest uh, technology in our truck lineup, yep. which is the all-new okay, 2015... I got it. I got it. I got you know it. what? You know why? Kenny I, hates I, it when I play that clip. I think the reason I'm sympathetic towards him, and it just occurred to me now, there were times when I was working that split shift and I was sidekicking on both AM and FM where I would have to burst from my desk in my office, run all the way down the hall, run in the door as my music is just starting, and then try to do a traffic report. And as you guys know, I'm morbidly obese and I smoke. <laughs> And just walking fast for 10 steps puts me out of breath. And, and that's what I would sound like. And, I, and there'd be times when I'd turn off my mic and go, and then keep turn it back on and keep talking. I think that's why I'm sympathetic. You know what was great about that Scully bit? It wasn't much of a story, really. But he made it mesmerizing. Because he's in. It's, well, his it, command yeah. of the language is, was wonderful. You didn't hear um, ah, uh, like, you know. It was just. Uh, but he, to me, he, it's beautiful doing, command of the language. It's doing two things at once. Right. Right. Which is just brilliant to me. How now, many he, ball games did he see in sixty-seven? Oh years? my God! Oof. I can't even imagine. Yikes! Someone had put it perfectly that he his first game, the cleanup hitter for the Dodgers back when they were in Brooklyn, was Jackie Robinson. And in his last game, the cleanup hitter was Yasiel Puig. Yeah. I mean, think about the number of players he called over the span of that time as well. Did you read Boys of Summer by Roger Kahn? I'm sure I have, did. Yes, yeah. I have, yep. That gets back to the early uh, Vin years, well, both for both of them in, in Brooklyn. Yep. And I think the Dodgers moved to L.A. for the 1958 season. Mm-hmm. Would that be correct? Sounds right. Yeah. Yes, And they played the correct. Coliseum. Oh, yeah. Until Chavez right. Ravine was yeah. built. And boy, Vin really enjoyed uh, that period of, of California life when California was actually a functioning state. You yes. Know, uh, unlike today. And I read something else interesting about him today because I could identify with it a bit. When his kids were swimming 
uh, and the grandkids were swimming in the pool, the backyard mm-hmm. pool. He he traced their movements in the pool like he was calling a game. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard a portion of Dan Patrick's show yesterday, and he was talking about Vin, and he had a number of guests on. And one of the things, I did not I did not know that the Dodgers had played their first couple of seasons at the Coliseum, but he basically, the guest said, well, the people that were sitting in the outfield, they were so far away, they couldn't see the action. So all of them, even though they were at the game, were all listening to him on a transistor radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, that's I heard stories where they still did that. Uh, up to la- the last year he broadcast, mm-hmm. you'd have a good portion of the audience with radios to their ears, watching the game and listening to Vin. And again, mo- and again, uh, most importantly, he knew the virtue of silence. Yes. I yeah. thought a lot of people did that anyway. We always got, when I was running North Stars, we always got yelled at if we forgot to take it out of delay because so many people were in the stands (laughs) listening to Al Shaver. You know what then, Joe? I'm going to honor Vin Scully, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to practice the virtue of silence. I think that'd be fantastic. The entire show. He also had a lot of tragedy in his life. His first wife died from from an accidental overdose of cold medicine. Oh, I know and that. he lost his son at 34, who was 34, in a helicopter crash. Mm. Then his second wife, Sandy, died uh, about two years before Vin. I Other than that, that, I don't know much about him. I just remember him being on the field whenever I would cover a World Series in Los Angeles. Well, and here. And here. No, I, I'm not that old. No, 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 no. He covered the 91. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I, played the I thought clip you meant 1965. No, because I played the clip yesterday of Puckett hitting the home run. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, uh, let's go, move on to audio from uh, the governor. <laughs> this also from the belly of the beast and Mulholland. I'm sure you and Reavers have seen this clip from Walls at Farm Fest yesterday. <laughs> he is asked point blank why he let Minneapolis burn, and he has no answer. And pay attention—don't play it yet, Chris. And pay attention to the woman who jumps in for the photo op as a distraction for Walls. She is clearly a, pa- a plant, not unlike Biden's Easter Bunny scheme. Walls never answers the gentleman and is shuffled off to hide in a pole barn. All right, this is by Rebecca Brannon, who really shows up at some interesting places, doesn't she? She was covering a lot of this yesterday. So she is down at uh, Farm Fest, and she captured this on her phone. And it's a a fellow, a Minnesotan, who walked up to Walls. It looked like maybe the so-called debate was over. And he walked up to Walls and said, why would you let a police station burn to the ground and not send in the troops. Governor, we've got we've got some folks waiting for us on the farm so we should we should have there. You can't answer I would just on there. I would just answer that. We're gonna the guy Stop asking it. the question is laughing because he realizes what a joke it was. Uh, he not only didn't answer, he quickly accommodated a woman who wanted to take a photo with Walls, and then he quickly allowed himself to be hustled away by an aide. Well, just answer the damn question. He can't answer it. He can't answer it. And this happened on more than one occasion with various topics. And then I also noted that during the debate, Scott Jensen uh, brought up the topic of crime, which should be paramount in this race. 
the crime uh, is is horrid. And uh, Walls gave some fantastical answer. I'm paraphrasing the governor. He said, well, it's easy for you to sit and watch Top Gun in a movie theater. I was in the National Guard for 24 years, and I know (laughs) what has to be done. The answer made no sense. Right. Uh, he doesn't know how to answer that. Uh, it's the it's become a dynamic of his leftist party that the criminals are uh, deferred to, uh, whether ideologically or literally. And the other thing, they're not calling it crime; they're calling it gun violence mm-hmm. from the left. How about at the twi- was right. it the Twins game? Uh, the day game was uh, Tuesday. The day game was Tuesday. No, yesterday was the day game. The day game was yesterday. I'm sorry. And uh, apparently there was a murder on light rail. Sure was. Right, the murder right was the, two days ago. Yeah, it was two days as ago. As people were getting ready to go to the game around 4.35, Okay, it was the night so. game Tuesday. Yep. Yep. And uh, there was a shooting. And I think it was near the Twins ballpark. And I, I noticed something. The Star Tribune had the story about it today. And they interviewed uh, witnesses and bystanders. And only one person they interviewed... Uh, that that made the paper was uh, uh, put off her feed by this and said that I'm never taking light rail. That's too dangerous. And the other people interviewed were the opposite of people who should be pushing back. They said, well, I we live in Minneapolis and this is part of the program. This is what you get. It's only the news that makes it look unsafe. We're not an unsafe city. These things happen again. I'm paraphrasing all their quotes, but the, but the gist of what their uh, sense was was that I'm not going to give you uh, news media people the the satisfaction of telling you that I'm worried or that the city's dangerous. This is they should have been pushing back and said this is an outrage. Uh, we have a terrible crime problem here. You're you're taking your life in your hands to get on light rail to go to a ball game, and that poor club hasn't drawn more than twenty five thousand people all summer. Even though they're in first place and uh, and, and playing decently, mm-hmm. uh, but in a pretty bad division. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but but in any event, wh- where was the pushback? It's amazing that the citizenry in, in this case. Well, it's right here. No. I was just going to say on social media, Joe, that that's reflected. All you get are arguments from half the people thinking it's fine and half the people thinking they would never go there. It's, it's so ridiculous to are, read. Because are they defending the city because they're defending the democratic policies? Is that why? I have or do they really that. feel that it's okay to push up um, to live with this sort of violence? We, we talk, Kenny, you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Remember when it was the, the tweet of somebody that I think we all follow, and he said, oh, it looks like no one's coming downtown anymore, and it was a picture of the Stone Arch Bridge Festival in which it, oh, there were a right. lot of people yeah. there. And then days later, there was that double homicide at that exact same spot, and then I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to tweet that out because I don't want to start a war on social media. But there's a lot of people. We all know people that live downtown. I know a lot of people that live downtown. And I think it's buyer's remorse. I think it's people that said, oh, crap, I made a mistake by moving down here. and But still defending the fact that, well, I guess no one goes downtown anymore. Well, no, people are afraid to go downtown right now. Well, I'm not suggesting people shouldn't go downtown. And I'm not suggesting people shouldn't go to a ball game. What I am suggesting is that your comments, when asked about this situation, you reveal a very absence of knowledge about what's taking place in your city. Yep. Why don't you wake up? We all want the city to be safe. 
We all want to be able to go to a ball game. And it was very convenient for me in the early years to hop on a train here at the station and go to a ball game. I bet in the first year I did it 10 times. I, I don't feel like I want to do that now. And you're not alone. I'm not tough enough. Well, look at yesterday as a perfect example of that. You had a absolutely perfect weather day. It's gorgeous. Middle of summer. Gorgeous. Okay, kids aren't in school, and I don't even think they had 24,000 people there yesterday. That ballpark looked No, empty. they had 25,000. I watched it at mm-hmm. home, and uh, there were plenty of seats available. And you aren't going to get a better day game no. than a ball game no. than yesterday. Now, tonight, Toronto's in town. It's another lovely evening. And they might draw well because usually when the Blue Jays are in town, we get a lot of Toronto fans It's here. a lovely evening. Welcome to Dodgers baseball. <laughs> Let me tell 25, you the story. 25044. Oh, 25. Okay. And, man, it was perfect, wasn't it? Perfect. And the Twins won 4-1. Yeah. to one. This this would have been one of those days in the early in my early run on You didn't GL play hockey. Where I would have said, Rook... I'm staying at Target Field. You <laughs> yeah. got her from here. Yeah. Can, I, uh, can I read a quote from that story this morning? Please. If you live in Minneapolis, I think your view is completely different than the rest of the state, said T.G. Sheldon of ah, South I read Minneapolis, yeah. Yeah. who is not concerned about spending time downtown. What you hear on the news, too, sometimes make it sound worse than it is. Something could happen four blocks away and a bullet could come over here and hit us. If you keep thinking that in your head, you're never going to go out. And if you never go out, then why even have a life, said Sheldon's brother, Telly Wilcox. Well, so his brother admitted the danger, but then is, I guess, okay with living with that danger. Yeah, and he's not entirely wrong. Uh, News-gathering institutions uh, favor hysteria, uh, but we all live here. So we know firsthand what's taking place. But facts are facts. Right. And, and we know that it, it, it's terrible. By the way, did you see Fry endorsed I saw that. Samuels? Yep. Well, Ilhan endorsed every opponent he faced. So it's no wonder he endorsed Samuels mm-hmm. over, over Omar. Uh, well, we have our annual Lake Superior story today. Oh. It's uncanny the way the Star Tribune features a Lake Superior story every summer. Usually it's to forecast something glum. Uh, today it's a little different. We'll have that when we come back. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and marketing conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Two, three, four. Did you book him, Chris? We are working on language details, sir. 
We have to go What's through the promoter. Mean? We have to go through the promoter. <laughs> well, they're not going to get paid. No, 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 I mean, no. They just want to like make sure that they can the that they can put them on the schedule. You see what I'm saying? We got it. We got it. All right. <laughs> uh, Moon Motorsports GLers, I know you've stopped in there, right? Uh, south side of 94, just west of Highway 25 in Monticello. A good time would be, oh, getting into that construction zone up there, your westbound. Just pull off for 30 minutes. Stop in and see for yourself why they uh, why they have the most exciting showroom in our state. Ten major brands, full parts, apparel, and service departments. You're going to find something in there for everybody. Uh, and another thing I wanted to mention, talking about this week are – you notice how you always can see, you can always tell it's a Beamer coming. These BMW R18, these big cruisers, hell of a bike, heritage styling, big 1800cc power plants. It's the bike that's going to set you apart. If you don't want to look like every other guy in the road, you're going to be driving a BMW. Those guys that ride those things are really dedicated to riding. Uh, and Moon Motorsports is coming up this Saturday, also home to the biggest outdoor show of the summer, the second annual Vintage and Heritage Motorcycle Show, Saturday the 6th, featuring vintage bikes of the past and new bikes with heritage styling, and there's a swap meet. Uh, And again, it's this Saturday, so if you're in the area, stop in. They are Moon Motorsports in Monticello, and they're right there on the web, moonmotorsports.com. We do here in this neck of the woods get an annual report on Lake Superior. (laughs) The uh, Star Tribune apparently feels duty-bound to give us an update, and this year, we learn that Lake Superior is remarkably cold. I have a memory as a youth, and it's getting it's getting faint now, <laughs> of swimming in Lake Superior. My uncle had a place on Madeline Island, and I remember going for a dip a long time ago, and it was cold. That water was cold. So that's my story. That's a good story, Jill. Compelling Uni- and rich. <laughs> University of Minnesota Duluth Large Lakes researcher Jay Austin, I believe we've had Jay on the show, uh, told the student, and I have a new theory uh, based on remembering talking to Jay, if in fact it was Jay. He told the students he was bringing out to work on Lake Superior this week to pack some winter gear. Despite the August heat, it was going to be chilly 50 miles off Grand Marais. It's been a remarkably cold year, he said, of the lake, and scientists aren't entirely sure why. His group is working on UMD's Blue Heron research vessel, collecting equipment in 600 feet of water that's been monitoring temperatures and currents for a year. He expects to find answers to the unusual cold in that data. One metric that illustrates the unusual temps is the point in summer that a layer of the lake reaches 39 degrees. That's when the lake is able to form a warmer layer at the surface. The open waters of Lake Superior typically reach that temperature in late June or early July. As of early this week, that still hadn't happened in the deep central and eastern parts of the lake, Austin said, putting conditions on par with the extremely cold years of 2014 and 1996. Although this past winter was a frigid one, it wasn't as severe as either of those years, he said. Currently, on average, the lake hits that warming milestone two weeks earlier than it did four decades ago. Well, not this year. Reaching its peak temperatures by mid-August, but the open waters of Lake Superior are not likely to warm up this year, 
said Austin, a physics and astronomy professor who is part of UMD's Large Lakes Observatory. Boy, I think that'd be a neat job. If you're going to be in the failed academy, you might as well be able to go out on a boat. Right. Uh, and then I'm not going to read you the whole story. You can read it. It was on the front page of the Star Tribune, and we learned that the lake is very cool this year. And uh, so let's just cut to uh, uh, the chase. Uh, where is climate change mentioned? Oh, it's got to be right well, away. It, it is, of course. Because of climate change, cooler than average years likely will be more infrequent. Oh, so it's just wild speculation. Mm-hmm. It's not anything factual. But they'll continue to happen, Austin said. This year's cold lake temperatures have little to do with climate change. Well, just a minute. Hold on. Just wait. a minute. Hold <laughs> up. Wait a minute. You just got done telling me because of climate change, colder than average years will likely be more infrequent. And you've also told me this is a much colder than average year. Now you're saying this year's cold lake temperatures have little to do with climate change. Huh. Since that involves average global temperatures and weather patterns over time. So no matter what happens. So no matter what happens, you're covered. Here's my new theory. I think climate change, particularly in the failed academy, and this is nothing against Austin. He might be a GLer for all I know. I think it's become so ingrained in the curriculum it's just become so uh, ingrained as a truth that no matter what department you're in, uh, climate change is seen as real, and you must account for it in your work. Because mm-hmm. so it's been brainwashed into yeah, you for and so it's, long. And again, nothing against this guy, but he's he knows that's part of the paradigm. He knows that's part of the, the template is... Where would climate change factor into the discovery I'm making this year that uh, Lake Superior hasn't even reached 39 degrees yet at a certain layer, thus preventing the surface water from warming up and making it temperate enough for swimming and what have you? And and so he has to get that in there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm sure the reporter, who's the reporter in this case? Jana uh, or Jana? Jane Hollingsworth? No, no, it's Jana or Jana or something like Jana, that. Jana, I'm sorry. Jana yeah. Hollingsworth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. the reporter asked the question. but And if the reporter didn't ask the question, he might have been, wait a minute, I didn't give you the climate change sentence yet. You need that for your story. Because they got to have it. And it's it's a way to... Uh, it's a way to soften our uh, imagery of maybe entirely well-meaning professors struggling in the failed academy. They're saddled with this. This is part of their mm-hmm. part of their uh, work. Is that uh, climate change is real? Uh, it's been uh, deemed so. Uh, we are to adhere to that, and therefore, I can get away with saying, because of climate change, colder than average years likely will be more infrequent, but they'll continue to happen. You're really covering all the bases there. And then this year's cold lake temperature have little to do with climate change. Well, you can't lose. You can't, well, you can't. You really can't lose. It's a phenomenon that's covered from all angles. If it's too cold, it's climate change. If it's too warm, it's climate change. Mm-hmm. No, it's earth. It's nature. It's a big lake. It's called the Big Gitchy Gumi. Um, and it's going to do what it wants to do, and you can't solve it by driving your electric car. Lake Superior has a an official Twitter account. 
Does the lake itself write? I'm going to guess because the tweets and the description all I've, come in the first person. Chris, this you might find this shocking, but I've actually blocked that account. On really? Twitter. Yeah. It's I so find, funny. I know. I find it so precious that it just it makes me. I can't look at that at 4.30 in the morning and not get P.O. In the description, Joe, it says, I am the gloat, the greatest lake of all time. Well, I'm not going to dispute that. Without me, this was tweeted June 14th of 2018, without me, they would just be called the Good Lakes. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, <laughs> that's true. pretty funny stuff. I was yeah, a long-time so subscriber to Lake Superior Magazine, and I've let it lull, and I have to re-up because I really enjoy Lake Superior Magazine. Hey, once you go superior, you never go inferior. It's okay, got Chris. Okay, Chris. Stuff. That's enough. Uh, say, there's this uh, museum up here in Alexandria, Such. We mentioned this yesterday on the Krabby Show. It's called Legacy of the Lakes, and they now have a, a display. I think it's running through the end of the summer um, about crash uh, crashes, <laughs> shipwrecks, I mm-hmm. mean, on Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might find that interesting. You might not. Well, Nate from Sheridan, Wyoming writes, Imagine my surprise to read an article in the Star Tribune regarding the remarkably cold year of Lake Superior's water temperature. Despite the outside air temperature of July and now August doing what they do in the summer, the mighty Lake Superior is, according to UMD and NASA scientists, colder than the 40-year historical usual for this time of year. And this deviation from the average is not just by a small amount. It is measured at 20 degrees below what has been the historical norm. 62 degrees versus 42 degrees is shown on the graph in the article. I know math is not your strong suit, and frankly, it's not mine either, but that comes out to a 20 degrees difference. Imagine if the scientists discovered there was an average temp 20 degrees above the average. The article would scream about climate change and fails of man for creating such a warm warm water temperature. Nonetheless, the reporter could not finish the article without mentioning climate change. However, in a twist that was described as this year's lake temperatures have little to do with climate change and even mentions that because of climate change, the colder than average temperatures experienced this year will be less frequent. So what is it? Do the temps reflect climate change or do they not? Well, they don't. The climate's always changed. You could have done this experiment in 1650. There's no difference. Not a bit of difference. And uh, that's this summer's Lake Superior story. Hey, even though I've been hanging on your every word, uh, (laughs) I've uh, also been looking at the Legacy of the Lakes uh, Museum calendar. And on September 13th, Kurt Brown is going to be up here. Author of So Terrible a Storm. I read Kurt's book. Yeah, A Tale of Fury on Lake Superior. And he's going to be up here talking about it Mm -hmm. on September 13th. Are we just going to gloss over the fact that the mayor just admitted that he used to subscribe to a magazine devoted to... No, no, that's okay. I don't have an issue with that. It's a cool magazine. I'm glad you brought that up, Joe. You said you let your subscription lapse. So even though I was also hanging at every word you said, I went online to see where I could find that magazine. (laughs) And uh, it's right here. You can just click on this and you can pay them and your subscription will uh, start rolling. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, uh, just look we, up Lake Superior Magazine. I'm a veteran of the Google. Circle Tour. Off you go. You are. I have the uh, the decal and a and a certificate from Lake Superior Magazine for my oh, yeah. completion. Do you have the badge? Uh, and yes. The little card you carry yes, in your my, wallet. My completion of the Circle Tour. You get five percent off at all the hotels around the lake. <laughs> 
can't remember and if we did. I've told you guys that story many times. Which one? Oh, God, ad nauseum. No. Kenny, okay, Kenny, <laughs> you who pay such rapt attention, what's the story? Well, you and uh, Mr. Unbelievable got on your motorcycles, and uh, you were riding through oh, yeah. Wisconsin, and uh, it's a good thing you had a warranty on that bike because she broke down in front of the casino. And uh, the boys, because they really stories. don't like hanging out with you, they kept going <laughs> and, and left you abandoned on the side of the road <laughs> where uh, a bunch of uh, thugs tried to invite you to their private party no, where uh, you were stories. sure that you were going to be tied. No, the story of going around Lake Superior. And uh, bent over a seahorse. Uh, uh, what? Careful. What? No, uh, <laughs> me and the late, great Ken Petchel completed the circle tour. Uh, uh, Unbelievable's bike died in Grand Marais, and he got towed home. The story was, I told you guys, the cultural shift in the way we live life. I right. remember as yep. a kid, the parents piled us into the station wagon. At the time, there would have been six of the seven. Montreal? Uh, went to Montreal. Anyway, we run, went around the top of Lake Superior on the on the Canadian Trans Canadian Highway, I think it's called, that probably had just opened, and there were motels with the neon cocktail glasses and swimming pools for the kids, and and uh, it was you know, and they were sure to always stop at one that had the neon cocktails. You had to do that, and then the kids could go to the pool. See, and the old uh, man could, could wind down. And I swear to God, I remember one of them, and now it's just got sagebrush in front of it. It's closed down. Oh. There was, there's really nothing going on at the top of the lake through Canada. And what it suggested to me was the nature of the way vacations have changed. Now the little kids demand to be flown to Disney World during the school break in the winter. Mm -hmm. And the, the days of the driving trip going around Lake Superior are probably few and far between, except for guys like us who did it on motorcycles to get the grand, to get the Circle Tour certificate. And, mm -hmm. and it was a completely different experience than it was in the early 60s. That was back when families piled into cars and took driving vacations. And now uh, maybe people still do, but I don't think to the degree they once did. And if it was 85 outside, the old man would set the air conditioning to 81? I don't know what he did. I don't even know wagon. if we had air conditioning. Uh, Chris, be sure to put this on a best of show. That was, uh, that was fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, to uh, Joe, Joe, you can get the magazine <laughs> for twenty four ninety five for a year, six issues, plus the bonus Lake Superior Annual Travel Guide. Oh, I so always get the go. travel guide. And yeah. if you go to Legacy of the Lakes Museum, there's a guy on there that will tell you on YouTube the history of Chris Craft. I would like to be ah. present when you watch that so I can hear you yelling and screaming at this guy about how wrong he is. <laughs> I was just going to say, there might be a chance I know more about the history than this. Who is it? Dave Bortner. Oh, I know Dave. No, he would know. He okay. would be good. He would yeah. be good. He's a shirt tucker. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what, what does he's that a mean? Shirt tucker. <laughs> it means what I said. It's a, he's a shirt tucker. Dave has great, great boats. He runs an outfit called Freedom Boats. That's Kenny's nice way of saying he looks like a science teacher in middle school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of does. You know, short hair, very neat. Uh, so Kenny's description is accurate. He's got a great shirts tucked in. Freedom Boat Service. He's, he's got a great, uh, there, he just got a plug. He's a hell of a guy. Say, uh, you want to escape Kenny? You yes. get up to Giant's Ridge. <laughs> that gets best, him out of your ear range. Best At Giant's ever. Ridge. Bone of the Legend no, and the Quarry. <laughs> two of the greatest golf courses in the country, not to mention Minnesota. And you're not going to find two, closes of this, two courses this close together. 
uh, anywhere else. And they got a great deal through August 29th, all of August. Play the legend and the quarry on the same day with one great rate with lunch on them at the Wakuda Grill between rounds. And you're going to kick back and enjoy one of the most peaceful overlooks in all of northern Minnesota. They'll put together a group for you for a family or your buddy's tournament. They have golf rates. They have great rates for groups of eight or more. You can view, uh, you can find out about, uh, you can find out about that at GiantsRidge.com, and you can view the 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. And if you're thinking of it as a family vacation destination, it's a tank up and a tank back. I'm betting nearby water recreation, biking, hiking, the newest and largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and much more. And you're out of radio range. You won't hear any traffic reports from Kenny. You don't have to go to his Twitter account. You're going to be peaceful. You're going to be quiet. You're going to enjoy nature at Giants Ridge. You can make a tea time at 218-865-8030 or go to GiantsRidge.com. Mr. Mike Schoonover is with us. Schoonover's in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Positive Thursday. That's today. Brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Howdy, Mike. Hey, Kenny. Good to be with you today. Are you sure about that? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I'm, 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 I'm always happy to be on Garage Logic on Thursday. Are you fully staffed up there at Schoonover? How's, how's that aspect of your business going? You know what, Kenny? It's going really good. I got I got technicians that want to come and work for us, uh, which I haven't had that I haven't had that uh, in many many years. So I got a lot of people that uh, want to come work for us, and I well, got. Can we talk about the kids that work for us? Right well, now? well, we can. But let me ask you: Are, are they clock watchers? Are they calling sick on Fridays, or are these guys here to work? Kenny, it is so busy, they don't have time to even pull their phone out and look at it. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Good, good. They're good. not clock watchers. No, I got this. We have, a, we have a good crew. We have a really good crew. So, And I, I got I to tell you about the kids that uh, came to work for us this uh, earlier this spring. We got uh, three, four interns that are going to tech school, uh, and they, they're working for us over the summer, and then they're going to work for us. Uh, when they're not going to school during the school year, good. But I got to tell you, they are hardworking. Uh, I mean, there's hope for the future because you know we didn't have kids coming out of tech schools, you know, a few years back, and now we got kids that are they're actually me- mechanically inclined. They want to learn. They want to. They want to do stuff. And we actually have them. We're so busy that they have to do. They have to do some body work for us. So they're uh, good. They're good. learning a lot on the job. And the cool thing is, is that they're coming back the next day looking for more. Good. Uh, yeah, you'll always get better experience um, by with on the job training that you will in school. Nothing. Uh, I definitely don't want to rip school because you you absolutely need that. But w- what I've learned is the on, there's nothing can replace on the job training. Now, do they know the um, earning potential that they have in their future? I know a guy that's um, might be forty. Uh, he's working in the business and he's pulling down over a hundred k a year. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a it's a six figure industry for for these technicians. You know, working a working 40 to 50 hours a week and not having to bring home a laptop or, you know, have Zoom meetings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's not a bad gig. So, 
yeah, these kids are. Uh, I'm I'm pretty pleased with this this crop of of kids we got, and uh, it gives me hope for the future. And it gives me hope for you know we're doing this addition, and I got to fill it with uh, I got to fill it with uh, employees and and people right. who want to work on cars and stuff. And so uh, it makes me feel really good about that. So. It's what about good. the the crusty old timers? Are, are are they getting along with the kiddos? Good. Well, they are because they're helping out with the workload. Because it's, I mean, Kenny, it's just absolutely crazy busy, and we got cars stacked everywhere, and it's all hands on deck. And these crusty old timers realize that these young guys that they need to teach and they need to help um, are are uh, are you know saving them from <laughs> being overworked and burnt out. There's nothing Noah, better. Noah. Yeah, go ahead. Noah, you remember Noah? Yeah. Um, he uh, he's he has been slammed with uh, some really really big jobs, and you know he's he's an apprentice, and he is following instruction and doing things how the the manufacturer recommends with the per- repair procedures, and he's able to do it, and he understands it, and when he doesn't understand it, he asks questions. So. It's 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 really good. So last time all things are good up here. Last time I talked to Noah um, about a year ago, he was in the process of helping out removing a car from a frame and putting it on a new frame. That is a daunting task. And I just want to say, as a crusty old timer myself, there's nothing better than a kid in the business coming up and saying, "Let me do that. I can do that. Show me how to do that. I want to do that." Uh, and boy, I really take a shine to kids like that. That nothing better than that as an old timer. That's keeping it positive, right there, Kenny. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, pretty much anything you need uh, related to auto repair, I, and we're talking body work or engine work, oil changes, tires, uh, you name it. Call up Schoonover Body Works and Glass, and you'll get hooked up with the right service tech. 80 years and counting in Shoreview and expanding this fall, uh, so they're very busy. But, GLers, thank you for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. I should turn my mic on. I just got a call from my guy Jim at Hofferman Water, and I forgot that I need to call him back to get my drinking water system installed, along with my Connecticut system that I had installed back in January. And that's just what I'm going to do once the show is over. Why don't you call him? Should I do it right now? No. Oh, okay. That's Hofferman Water, by the way. They are an independent water treatment dealer. I've been dealing with them for years now, and they are fantastic. And they offer sales, service, and rental units for Connecticut water treatment systems. That also includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and, like I mentioned, drinking water systems. And a new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. It will cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances. Trust me, bad water is going to affect nearly every single aspect of your home. Once you get a new system from Hofferman, your showers are going to be better, your laundry will be better, and not to mention your drinking water. So please get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water. I'm going to call Jim while John does the newscast here in a minute. I had my Connecticut system years ago, and it makes a world of difference. 952-894-4040, or just visit HoffermanWater.com. They have been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them on the GL Podcast. 
Here's this, John Height. This video of uh, from '93 of Ventura charging the mound, and Nolan Ryan just yeah. oh, giving yeah. him about 18 <laughs> punches to the face is just wow. Yeah, that why was would, today. It was yeah. August. Why 4th. would you do that? Because Robert Ventura's a moron. That's you why. had to know that you were going to get the crap kicked out of you. Yep. Well, he probably thought, ah, Ryan's an old man. I can take care of him. He's what, what we call country tough, is Nolan Ryan. Say, I just noticed uh, it, it, when we were in break, you know, I went to the side stages again for the fair. Uh, we Banjo 3, remember them? Yeah. We had them on. They're also on one of the side stages. Really? So get them. Whoever, whoever schedules, yeah. Yeah, they're very good. We, we need them. more music. Yes. I'm, more music. I'm hoping we're going to have music, music every day we're out there. And by the way, we keep getting emails. We will be there every weekday at noon. With the exception of Wednesday and Labor Day. And Friday, the second August Friday, 26. we will start the show at 11 a.m. Yep. Whew. Less Take macrame notes. art, less less of that crap, more music. How about Tina and Lena? Every day. So no, remember them? Oh, God. But sure happens do. so yeah. much. <laughs> They're from up yeah, here. I know. They're, yeah. They retired. Yeah. They retired? Really? Huh. Yeah. Uh, still some folks without power in Minnesota and Wisconsin after those storms moved through the region late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. Uh, this brings outages into a second day, according to Xcel Energy's map. As of about 8 this morning, there were more than 330 outages, leaving more than 1,600 customers in the dark across the Twin Cities metro area. In total, 365 outages in Minnesota and Wisconsin, with more than 3,000 customers affected. Customers are being asked to remain patient. While crews safely restore power to communities, the company says repair priority is based on what will restore power to the largest amount of customers most quickly, such as transmission lines or feeder lines. Note to professional companies, nothing will make me be less patient than you telling me to be patient in a situation <laughs> How about thank like you for your patience? Oh, that makes like me even one? worse, especially thank when you're you on hold and it's, and it's an automated teller telling you, thank you so much for your patience. As we talked about earlier, DFL Governor Tim Walz and Republican opponent Scott Jensen stressed their rural roots and tussled over the economy, the COVID-19 pandemic, and the future of the state's workforce in the first debate in their race to be Minnesota's next governor. The candidates went head-to-head at the annual Ag Exposition Farm Fest, debating for more than an hour in front of a standing-room-only crowd. While questions focused on their plans to help farmers in rural areas thrive, the conversation repeatedly veered to different things, including COVID-19, with the candidate, uh, candidates trading sharp remarks over their responses to the pandemic. Uh, Jensen is a doctor. He's not vaccinated against the coronavirus. He rose in prominence in the Republican Party for questioning COVID-19 death certificates early in the pandemic. After announcing his campaign for governor last year, he focused his message on criticizing the lockdown policies of the Walls administration and questioning the effectiveness of vaccines. Besides the pandemic, the economy and the state's workforce shortages were dominant themes in the debate. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry signed an executive order yesterday seeking to protect those pursuing reproductive health care services, including abortion services in Minneapolis. The order is the first Fry has signed after voters approved the new strong mayor governmental structure last November, giving the mayor the ability to issue executive orders that provide direction, clarity, or instruction within the city administration, according to the bill. Executive Order 2022-01 prohibits city of Minneapolis staff and departments from working with 
or providing info to other states or jurisdictions that provide less freedom than Minnesota and are pursuing legal action against individuals seeking reproductive health care or entities providing reproductive health care in Minneapolis, end of uh, quote. Uh, by the way, Fry this morning endorsing Don Samuels in his uh, primary run against Ilhan Omar. A young deputy with the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office died Monday, according to the department. The Sheriff's Office confirming the death of Deputy Dallas Ediburn. The Sheriff's Office said it learned that Ediburn hadn't made it home after he left from the patrol station in Arden Hills on Sunday. Authorities began searching the area between the station and his home and found him dead inside his vehicle. He was off duty at the time, according to the Sheriff's Office. Under Sheriff Michael Martin said on Tuesday the deputy died from apparent natural causes. On Wednesday, a release from the sheriff's office said there were no signs of injury or trauma, but they will do an autopsy. Edburn started his career as a correctional officer in July 2015 before the sheriff's office hired him in January 2017. Sheriff's office's Edburn was the recipient of several awards for his work. He was seriously injured back in March 2021. You might remember this story, a stolen There's your vehicle. Key. There's your key to the story, mm. I'm afraid. Yep. A stolen vehicle fleeing Moundsview police hit his squad car. He received some serious injuries from that. The sheriff's office said Edburn worked hard to recover and get back to full duty status before his death. Um, I apologize if you said, did, does he leave a family? Behind? Yeah, a beautiful young yeah. wife and a baby. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm so sorry for them. Mm-hmm. A 67-year-old man from Motley is being treated for injuries after a black bear hit his motorcycle in rural Pillager. The Cass County Sheriff's Office's deputies responded to a crash on County Road 34. When they got there, they learned that a black bear had come out of the ditch and hit the man as he was riding his motorcycle. man treated at the scene, taken to the hospital for treatment of non-life-threatening injuries. The bear was killed in the crash. Lucky Minnesota. I can't believe the guy wasn't. I can't believe uh, you can hit a bear and survive. Non-life-threatening injuries. That's it. 67 years old, too, so... A lucky Minnesotan still making plans for how to use their winnings after hitting a $1 million lottery jackpot. While the winning $1.3 billion Mega Millions ticket was sold in Illinois, two Minnesotans won a $1, uh, I'm sorry, a $1 million prize by matching all but the Mega Millions number. Uh, the fellow who is not identified, well, it might be a gal too, we're not sure, said, I thought, why not? It's only a couple of bucks. The first time they said they ever played Mega Millions. Wow, that's said, no fair. Wow. <laughs> the winner said, we still don't believe it's real, so we can't spend what we don't have yet. We have kids and grandkids, so we'll definitely do something fun. You know who the uh, uh, <clears throat> big winner was of the major jackpot winner in Illinois? The yeah. IRS. Probably. IRS. Uh, they they, okay they took home $846.3 million mm-hmm. of the $1.28 billion lottery jackpot. We, uh, just to show you how bad your chances are, I was, I was back home. I don't know if you guys played. I don't know if you talked about it. But we decided, the four members of the Height family, we'd go in 20 bucks a piece. We bought 80 tickets. That's really we won, stupid. We, we, won, <laughs> we won $4. Yeah. One buck a piece. So we all get one buck a piece back. You were, your odds would have been the same had you bought one ticket. Yeah, you got to be lucky, I guess. John, yeah, so. did you say there were two winners in Minnesota? Two million-dollar winners, yes. The other one is not... Uh, Oh, mine's floating so. around on the floor of the Uh-oh. truck. Are we going to see you tomorrow? You better, you better. God, check I it. hope not. Um, <laughs> just in case I'm a winner. Just in case I'm a winner, let me tell you right now. You can all just go straight to hell. Right? Seriously. 
I'm done with you. Oh. It's Reno 911. Reno all over. <laughs> Why that no good? <laughs> oh, mean- yeah. He comes in with the blinking teeth. <laughs> Does that mean the Krabby Coffee Shop's over too? Then, if you it's win? all done, <laughs> I can promise you guys one thing: if I yes. win, no, sorry, when I win the lottery, yeah, I will chime in every day on Streamyard, naked and hammered. Okay, yeah, yeah. just letting you know. That's if I way win, to go I'm, through life, son. You want to bet? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not paying any attention to you guys at all. If I win, sorry, <laughs> and I'm just gonna do this. I'm listening, Joe. Yeah. Well, listen, hold on. <laughs> Hanging on your every word. I keep working. Uh, we know. <laughs> well, that's that's okay, though, Kenny. We like him to keep working. <laughs> yeah, for right now, that's good. Yeah, yeah, actually, thank you, Joe. That's why you're so awesome. For a lot of years now, uh, far-right conspiracy theorist Alex Jones ranted to his millions of followers that the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was a hoax, children weren't killed, and that parents were crisis actors. Under oath and facing a jury that could end him with $150 million or more in damages for the claims, Jones said yesterday he now realizes that was irresponsible. And he believes that what happened in the deadliest school shooting in America was 100% real. That's a quote from Jones. Can't you throw this bum in jail? I guess he could after this. Jones' public... Contrition came on the final day of testimony in his two-week defamation lawsuit against him and his Austin-based media company. It was brought by Neil Heslin and Scarlett Lewis, the parents of six-year-old Jesse Lewis. Their son was a first grader who was among the 20 students and six teachers killed at the school in Newtown, Connecticut, on December 14, 2012. Uh, did you see his lawyers accidentally sent yep. all of his mm-hmm. stuff to the mm-hmm. defense lawyers? Mm-hmm. And you watch That's... his reaction when he realizes he's completely screwed. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> and guess what, Alex? No one feels sorry for you. Um, let me ask you a really dumb question. Mm-hmm. Freedom of speech doesn't figure in here at all? It does, but it doesn't excuse perjury. And defamation. Mm-hmm. Because he won't serve time, will he? He'll I just hope to God he does. You think he will? I hope so. Oh, I don't think he will, but I he'll be bankrupt he for sure. I hope so. Yeah, because it's what one fifty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland has been asked to investigate yet another deletion of text messages and other communications by senior officials. This time by the Pentagon. American Oversight, a nonpartisan watchdog group, revealed the deletion, having discovered it through a Freedom of Information request at the Department of Defense. The DOD and the Army admitted in court filings to American Oversight that the phone messages of senior Trump officials from January 6th were wiped after the administration handover, including text messages from January 6th, the day of the attack on Congress. Similar deletions of communications around January 6th by the Department of Homeland Security and the Secret Service were already the subject of controversy. A spokesperson speaking on condition of anonymity said the wipe standard operating procedure when a new administration comes in to power. The Senate on Wednesday overwhelmingly approving a treaty that will expand NATO to include Finland and Sweden. Republicans and Democrats are actually cooperating and linking arms. You to don't the way. tell me. For one of the most significant expansions of NATO in decades amid Russia's continued assault on Ukraine, the vote was 95 to 1, the lopsided tally far surpassing the two-thirds support <laughs> Who needed. Who was the one? Well, the only <laughs> senator voting against the move, Josh Hawley from, really? Missouri, or from Missouri, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's a panda. I, uh, I love the video they showed of him running away Me from too. the January 6th crowd. 
Uh, China deployed scores of planes and fired live missiles near Taiwan today in its biggest ever drills in the Taiwan Strait, a day after U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi made a solidarity trip to the self-ruled island. China's military confirmed multiple firings of conventional missiles in waters off ta uh, Taiwan as part of planned exercises in six zones set to run until noon on Sunday. It activated more than 100 planes, including fighter jets and bombers, and over 10 warships. Taiwan's defense ministry said it scrambled jets to warn away 22 Chinese fighter aircraft that crossed the Taiwan Strait median line into its air defense zone. Americans are officially driving less than they did in summer of 2020. Remember that? That was the pandemic. Sure. Travel restrictions. John. All but yes. Yes. I said I do remember that. Oh, your oh mic I was see. off for your everything but off. John. All I heard was John. <laughs> uh, the four-week average of U.S. gasoline consumption, the best gauge for the country's demand, is now more than one million barrels a day, below pre-COVID seasonal norms, according to the Energy Information Administration data. The drop suggests the glimmer of demand recovery seen last week was fleeting. Uh, though pump prices have fallen for 50 straight days, it's not enough to lure drivers back to the road with historic inflation constraining consumer budgets. The dip in demand caused gasoline futures to plunge as much as 11 percent in New York Wednesday. While that should pull retail prices even a bit lower, the relief at the pump may come too late because the summer driving season is nearing its end. And you will get a very interesting prediction on that with Mr. Money Talk at the end of the program today. Oh, oh good. U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner was convicted today in Russia of drug possession, sentenced to nine years in prison following a politically charged Jeez. trial that came amid soaring tensions really? between yep. Moscow and Washington. The 31-year-old Griner, a two-time U.S. Olympic champion and an eight-time All-Star with the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury, listened with a blank expression as an interpreter translated the verdict. The judge also fined her one million rubles, which is about $16,700. U.S. President Biden denouncing the verdict and the sentence as unacceptable. Earlier in the session, with the conviction all but certain, an emotional grinder made a final appeal to the court for leniency. She said she had no intention of breaking the law by bringing vape cartridges with cannabis oil in when she flew to Moscow in February. It was fun to watch these CNN idiots try to describe this. They were acting like it was a real trial. They don't understand Russia. These are all yeah. cheats, frauds, and liars. If they want her guilty, she's guilty. There is no yeah. system of justice in Russia. And we all get uh, none. it. <clears throat> she technically broke the law, but right. this penalty is a joke. But here's the, the reason we can't just cave in and offer them the merchant of death for this basketball player. Oh, Biden will. Well, but here's why we can't do that. Then what's going to stop them from... Arresting another... Sending more merchants of death. That's what I mean. We can't. This is going to set a precedent if we yeah. do this. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers says the secret to his recent NFL dominance is a psychedelic experience in South America. Claiming that the ayahuasca... Okay there, A-Rodge. He claimed the ayahuasca plant helped him improve his mental health and have, quote, the best season of my career. Was this last season? Uh, it was the year before. I see. Ayahuasca, which contains DMT, has been used socially and medically for centuries. Some consumers credit the plant brew for spiritual healing. Huh. The Super Bowl champ says it's not a coincidence. He returned from South America and won his next two MVP awards in 2021 and last year and is speaking out about the change, the negative stereotypes around using ayahuasca. He said there's a lot of myths and rumors about it. He said the fear is you're going to uh, 
bleep yourself, let's put it that way, or it's just a big throw-up fest. But the negative framework of it is that the experience, not the deep and meaningful and crazy mind-expanding possibilities, and also deep self-love and healing that can happen on the other well, side. wait a minute. Let's cut to the chase yes, here. Yes, sir. So he's won two MVPs because he's been high AF for the last... Well, he's um, not high. He did it I, in South America, and he wasn't doing it when he was here, Chris. Um, Chris, I'm on the I right now. <laughs> He's ruining his reputation. I'm tripping me. balls, man. Well, how is he ruining his reputation? Well, he's just becoming a fruitcake. Okay. He's just nuts. He's and he's saying, well, that's really scary. I'm going to go count all that slur. money I just made. I was, yeah. was going to say he's a pretty, pretty good quarterback fruitcake. Yeah, okay. Able to slur. I think Cousins. Well, no, fruitcake is not an able So slur. we need to send Cousins down to that, well, where is it, South America? There you go, He needs yeah. to get high AF with A-Raj. Because Cousins is a fruitcake in other ways, so I think he should... Uh, you're a lot right. of fruitcakes in that league. That wasn't on the list. You're right. Yeah. In a highly unusual move that rattled Hollywood, Warner Brothers completely axed the Batgirl film planned for HBO Max. You know how much it cost them to make? Oh, 90 no. mil. $90 million. Wow. And they're just getting rid of it. As the studio revamps its approach to streaming and DC Comics films, the studio ultimately decided the nearly completed Batgirl did not merit either a streaming debut or a theatrical release. How could that happen? Is it, is it because How could it be just, that bad? That's what I was thinking. Put it on something. They had a screening, they said, but it, it was it was not great, but it wasn't any worse than a lot of other movies that they screen, mm-hmm. you know, where they grade them, they bring the people Who? in and they grade them. Yeah. Who was the so, star? Uh, it starred Leslie Grace. She's uh, in something called In the Heights, it says. In the Heights star Leslie Grace was Batgirl. Michael Keaton returned as Batman. Uh, J.K. Simmons, who's quite good in everything he does. Michael and Brendan Keaton, Frazier. he's about 105. No. Brendan Fraser was also in it. So there, there was a good cast and everything. Wouldn't but, they uh, want to release it just, just because it is so horrible? People, I love horrible, horrible movies. And then advertise it as, you have to watch this movie for how bad it is. So worse, like uh, yeah. Sharknado. I right. mean, they embraced the fact that it was awful. Snakes yeah. on a Plane, wasn't that their big thing? It was so bad that everyone, it became right. a cult classic? Right. Well, what, I, what I read about this is it's not, you know, horrible. It's just very mediocre. But why not, even for streaming, why not release it for streaming? Yeah, we'd rather eat else. 90 mil. 90 mil. No, they'll take it as a tax write-off. Oh, there you go. Yep. The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration is seeking comments from the public about the size of commercial airline seats. But they only want those comments coming from a safety perspective, not the fact that you don't have enough room. In a filing with the Federal Register on Wednesday, the FAA requested comments on the minimum seat dimensions necessary for the safety of air passengers in case of emergency evacuation. The matters such as how the dimensions of passenger seats might relate to passenger comfort or convenience are not part of the request, the FAA says. In March, the FAA submitted a report to Congress evaluating the current safety standard, came to the conclusion that the overall level of safety and likelihood of survivability in events involving evacuations is very high. That report report was the result of a directive included in the FAA Reauthorization Act of 2018. John, thank you so much. Surely. And we'll hear from you uh, tomorrow as well. Yes, I'll be here. And we'll be back shortly. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. 
Get those firearms locked up. DK Mags, our full-service firearm gun shop in New Brighton on the web, dkmags.com. Uh, you leave in town for an extended period, getting divorced, selling the house, have too many for your own safe. Whatever the case may be, DK Mags, they offer highly secure storage for your firearms. Do not put them under your mattress or in a closet or think you can hide them or worse yet, bring them to the storage facility where you put all your dead grandma's crap. Uh, you know, don't do that. You don't want to do that. You've got to lock these babies up. DK Mags can help you out there with short-term and long-term, very secure storage. Uh, DK Mags will also buy your unwanted firearms, both individual firearms and whole estates. I, I mean, if grandpa's gone and he had a ton of them and you have no interest, call DK Mags. They can help you out there. I'd definitely call them before I'd put them on an auction or even tried to sell them myself. They're really helpful in that manner. Just a couple things for you to think about. DK Mags, 443 Old Highway 8 in New Brighton and on the web, dkmags.com. Dot, hello? Yeah. You know how we're always <laughs> we're always told that the coral reefs, the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, is damaged and we're losing it because of sure. climate, climate change. change. Yeah, uh, the amount of coral in some areas of the Great Barrier Reef is at its highest in 36 years, according to a new report from the Australian Institute of Marine Science. From August 2021 to May 2022, the central and northern regions of the Great Barrier Reef had hard coral cover levels of 33% and 36% respectively. Uh, Coral cover decreased by 4% in the southern region due due to an outbreak of crown of thorns starfish. Uh, This goes on to say it's an NPR story uh, that does not mention climate change. I can't find it. Uh, but the uh, the coral reef uh, is resilient and has been able to recover from past disturbances. Uh, but the stressors impacting it have not gone away. The agency's outlook uh, shows more frequent and long-lasting heat wave cyclones and crown-of-thorn starfish. Therefore, while the observed recovery offers good news for the overall state of the Great Barrier Reef, there is increasing concerns for its ability to maintain that state, the report said. Because you can't have happy news. No, you have to. You have to always temper it with uh, disaster just on the horizon. And we also have a violent eruption of Tonga's Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapal <laughs> volcano. Wow. Uh, she went up on uh, January fifteenth. No. Nope. Yep, January fifteenth this year. January. Yep and injected an unprecedented amount of water directly into the stratosphere, enough to fill more than 58,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools. I hate when they do that. How many boxes of paper clips would it take to circle the equator? You, you know, go away here. The point of this is that uh, uh, that water vapor will stay in the atmosphere for years, likely affecting the Earth's global average temperature. You mean mm-hmm. something that nature did yep. is going yeah. to affect the Earth's temperature. Mm-hmm. Not what you did. No. What nature did. Well, we should ask the uh, the guy that did the piece on Lake Superior, because there'd be an interesting spin on that. Yeah. Okay. Hunga Tunga Hunga Hala Hala may be the first volcanic eruption observed uh, to impact climate, not through surface cooling caused by volcanic sulfate aerosols, but rather through surface warming. Whatever. I don't want to read it. My point is that... Uh, Nature did that. You didn't do that. You're off the hook. 
Uh, I don't want that. I want. Well, it's time for this. Wow. Only There's because a cool they, picture from space. I'm sorry to uh, yeah interject here of, of the, the of the uh, earthquake of Hunga Tonga Hunga yeah. volcanic eruption. Just yeah, gorgeous. In Where is way. Tonga? Down by uh, it's, the it's, Philippines? It's like over there. It's uh, um, you're moving towards Australia when you get to the Tonga area, I believe. What was I, the name of the mountain again? Hunga Tonga Hunga. Is that total consciousness? Yep. Got it. <laughs> I think it's uh, in the lower Pacific down there. You have no idea. No, I do. You I, got I, no... I, I'm going to look it up now. Sounds good. Sounds good. It's, yeah. You know, it's over there by that water. Such, have you ever been to Hawaii or Maui? Or I, I have not. I have not. I think you'd really enjoy that. I bet I'd love it. Uh, yeah. Tonga. Here we go. It is... Is a Polynesian kingdom of more than 170 South Pacific islands, mainly uninhabited, but most lined in white beaches. It's uh, Fiji by Fiji. It's okay. over there. I by knew Fiji. it was in that area. Yeah. You you can get there, right? Uh, Only because they come to us all the way from <laughs> Marlis Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa. Apparently, I'm supposed to pronounce it Umpumalanga. Uh, you don't pronounce the M. Apparently, I was chastised. Oh. On this day in 1854. Today is August 4th. Congress approved legislation guaranteeing preemption for Minnesota settler colonists squatting on lands that have not been surveyed. Technically, the land could be sold only after being surveyed, but whites had poured into lands purchased from the Dakota and Ojibwe, sometimes making substantial improvements before the surveyors completed their work. This act, sponsored by Delegate Henry Sibley, show allows the settler colonists to purchase their land after the fact of settlement. And on this day in 1857, one of a series of arson fires in St. Paul destroyed virtually all of the buildings between Market, St. Peter, St. Anthony, 3rd and 4th Streets. These fires become occasions for looting, and citizens had to form a vigilance committee to patrol the streets. Hmm. On this day in 1892, on St. Paul's west side, heavy rains created a lake behind the landfill near Page and Brown Streets. When the dam gave way, three died in the resulting flood. So as far back as 1892, you were getting horrific rainfall. And on this day in 1916, Amos Owen was born on the Sisseton Reservation in South Dakota. He would move to the Prairie Island Indian Reservation at age 16 and later become a prominent spiritual leader, tribal chairman, and pipe carrier of the Dakota, working to broker understandings between Indian and non-Indian peoples. He died June 4th, 1990. Oh, that would have been fun to know him. Yep. Wow, that would have been fascinating. Amos Owen. Can you, you imagine being on the survey crew in 18, what did you say, 54? Yeah, 1854. Up, up through the 1860s, out in greater Minnesota. Wouldn't that have been neat? Where there was just nothing but woods and prairie, and you're just all alone out there. Man, right. that must have been interesting. Right. Would you have stopped and said, just leave me here. I want to be left alone right here. Yeah. Well, I wonder what the lakes looked like then. I wonder pure. if they were, you know, it's pre aquaside Sure. I wonder if they were... Uh, Haven for, I wonder if they looked more like wetlands than lakes, you know, with reeds and cattails and Or what if they looked exactly the same? Maybe they did. Well, in fact, that isn't that long ago. So, yeah, they probably looked exactly the same. 
Thank you, GLers. Before man destroyed the earth, right. you mean. Yes, right. of course. GLers, will you please, please do us a favor and hit the subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube page where we are posting daily content for your amusement. You can also follow us along on our social media channels on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And downloading that PodMN app, well, that gets you the chance to win prizes just by listening to the Garage Logic podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please sign up for the Garage Logic newsletter that you can find on the website, which is, of course, garagelogic.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Time once again to check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold G. Ellers. Now's the time for you to do the same and pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get to Josh and you're always going to get straight talk. You are never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, today it's more about the earnings, the Fed and inflation right now. Chris, I think at least for the next week or at least maybe until tomorrow, the concern is going to be about earnings, the Fed, inflation, and tomorrow it's going to be about the jobs number. And if the jobs number is too good tomorrow, then market players will be probably a little bit disappointed because that will mean the Fed could continue to raise at a higher rate than expected. That said, numerous Fed governors have been coming out this past week, probably trying to walk back Fed Chairman Powell's comments last week after the Fed meeting. His comments seemed to give indication to many market participants that the Fed was pivoting away from the continued strong moves up in interest rate. It was felt by many that the Fed had uh, been doing its job and that rates at some point would start coming down earlier than expected. Fed governors this, this past week came out in force to dispel that notion, saying inflation was still a major concern. Of course, they said they were waiting for more data and more concrete data. My look at the data seems to be about some of the input to inflation. So let's talk with one of the bigger input to inflation, that being the price of oil, which he had moved from $55 a barrel to $85 a barrel prior to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It subsequently went as high as $130 a barrel, pushing up the price of gasoline. Hey, that's a major, major input to inflation as energy prices, particularly oil and gas and gasoline and other, we'll say, disputes of uh, oil go through the system, whether it's for transportation, manufacturing, supply chain, or flying the president from here to there. That's still a major input. Well, that cost has now come down today just below $90 a share. And analysts are predicting within the next six months, oil will be back in the low 80. Now, there's a component of inflation coming down. The price of other commodities, lumber, copper, steel, aluminum, soybeans, corn, all have been coming down, not going up. Yes, you are still paying more at the pump just because of previous increases. But you're going to see those start coming down. So I just look at those things and say, hey, the Fed is now way ahead of the curve, not behind the curve. When it comes to earnings, well, earnings have been quite a surprise for the most part, though many analysts are saying, oh, yeah, these earnings are good, but the numbers still haven't come down to reflect an upcoming recession. Okay, how about this? 
maybe we have already been through a recession. And definitely, if I look back to 2020 and even 2021, we had a government mandated, in my estimation, government mandated shutdown of the economy and a recession. Yes, many stocks did very well, particularly high growth companies. And it looks like right now, high growth companies or growth companies in general, such as my favorite companies, Apple and Amazon, have been able to deal with whatever inflation and even the potential for a recession. And I think those types of companies seem to be where you want to be moving. In terms of specific companies, well, other favorites we've talked about, including some of the casino stocks, which I do like, have all been doing better than expected in terms of revenue and in terms of their guidance. Earnings per share, well, they're still a little bit behind as these companies continue to spend a little bit more to acquire customers for online sports gambling. Another big state was approved this past week in Massachusetts. So that should be a nice help to companies like DraftKings, which is based in Boston, MGM, Caesars, and Penn Gaming, just to name a few. With sports now coming to the fore, football starting in just a few weeks, online sports gambling will be front and center again. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard MGLers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. Well, you're always going to get straight talk, and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Look forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.